Roscoe pushed Placenta back in her seat and turned to wag a finger at her. Now, none of that. There's only one winner. That's the rules. I wouldn't shame Mo to a million, but if all I get is the training for free and job when I'm done, I'll be happy. That's all I'm saying. Placenta piped in. Not that I'm giving up, no, sir. I'm going to whoop all your asses and then kick zombie butt besides. Not mine, Spud said. Girl, you've got a long, hard fight if you think you're going to reach my beautiful white booty, much less whoop it. Nita felt a catch in her throat. Just be careful. Do what I say and don't take chances. Oh, God, don't you get melancholy on us? You'll make Placenta here cry. Placenta swung at him, but without malice. Nita took a deep breath and released it slowly. Roscoe had it right. People died hard in this business. No point getting melancholy about it. Part of the job, right? Instead, she let herself enjoy the moment and feel the pride she had in her plebes. Look! Roscoe suddenly squealed. There's Nita's billboard! Nita slouched down in the seat, her melancholy mood forgotten. Please don't mention that thing. What's you talking about? Lucenta asked. I think you look good. The 17-foot Nita posed in a loose sway, chainsaw held down low, her face tilted, and her hair falling wild and wavy and gelled to look sweaty. A zombie lay at her feet, its legs sawed off, but the head intact, while a shadowed horde approached from the background. Large 3D letters declared, Zombie Death Extreme, starring Nita Life, Zombie Exterminator, and the station time and website and forum addresses. The bottom caption read, Dead or alive, no mercy from the exterminator. She'd gotten a good share of friendly ribbing about it at the last gathering of the Greater L.A. Exterminators Society. She wasn't sure what was worse, the slogan, the unzipped uniform, or the fact the zombie still had its head connected to its body. Gordon snorted. (laughs) Yeah, like anyone is going to be attacking undead with her uniform half off he said, echoing her own thoughts. She felt like such a sellout every time she saw that thing. Roscoe retorted, Please, this is Hollywood. We're talking effect, not accuracy. And that hot and bothered look, so sexy. He fanned himself with his hands. I was hot and bothered, Nita grumped. The photographer posed me like that and kept me that way under the hot lights for twenty minutes while he snapped pics and said stuff like, Give me sassy, baby, give me sassy. Any idea how hard it is to look sassy and keep your balance? But you did. It inspires me on so many levels. Roscoe enthused, making a few of the others in the limo fall into giggles. But he just stared out the window until they passed. Makes me want to take on the undead just so I can pose afterward, Roscoe sighed dreamily. 
The limo disgorged her at her two-bedroom cottage, with the large, airline-hanger-style shed that marked her home and office. She waved at everyone as the car drove off, then turned to see Ted sitting on her porch, polishing the flamethrower he held cradled in his arms. For a moment she paused, stunned. Her head swam with the vision of the two of them field-stripping the tool. He'd lean his bare chest up against her back, arms reaching around her to remove the nozzle from the hose, the righteous brothers singing unchained melody in the background. She shook herself. What kind of wine was that? She stormed up the steps, ignoring the singers crooning in her mind. He looked up at her with that rakish grin, and suddenly the day felt too warm for her T-shirt and jeans.